Hello there. Before we start this week's show, I'd just like to say that the second of our thank yous to the Neos as Patreon supporters is now out. Uh, this time, the co-hosts list their favourite science fiction, fantasy or horror creatures. They're all scored up, and as before, we have a result at the end to see which of them comes out on top. If you're not already a Patreon supporter, I really do urge you to do so. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be keeping the Neozaz content going and getting a whole range of bonuses to boot. Head over to neozaz.com and follow the link if you'd like to know more. Right, onwards. Here they come! Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average, or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Alan Owen to discuss the rooftop bullet time sequence from the first Matrix. Oh, hello. Hello, Alan. Hi, Eric. How are you? I am fine. I am fine. Thank you very much. And I'm very much looking forward to going back to 1999. Um, oh, nearly 20 years ago now, mate. It is. Well, yeah. It's, it's tw- blind. What it's do you have 19 to say that years for? Ago. I know. It's, it's 20 years We're all next old. year. Yeah. 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 Blind. <laughs> now, 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 back then in 1999, were you caught up in all the hype? Because, you know, th- this film was publicized like mad, wasn't it? And it was for the special effects. Uh, yeah. you know h- how radical these are and how groundbreaking they are and i think a lot of people went to see it for the special effects which just is rare yeah, yeah it's rare that you actually get a film where you have a lot of people going just to see what th- this new fangled you know special effect hit- effect is i mean That's really right. i mean you can only really say you know 3d really uh since then i mean prior to this it, people went to see jurassic park didn't they to see what the dinosaurs the dinosaurs look like yep like. yep yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, were you? Did you get caught up in it? Were you like, you know, eager to only, see it? Yeah, not not hugely. I'll be honest. Um, it was something. I don't know what happened. What was going on in 1999? I have to go back through my diary and find out what on earth was going on. But I hadn't really heard an awful lot about it. I'd heard of it, and it had been in, as you say, it had been in like even the the, the mainline press had been covering it and saying about brown great uh, brown great groundbreaking take three there we go take three um effects in it but it did pass me by to an extent so um i went in not knowing a huge amount so i think knowing less you're more blown away by it Mm. because and this has happened to me i think probably only twice this was one of them and I knew a bit about what was going on as you said there was a bit lot of stuff about it the other one was terminator 2 if I can digress for two seconds, mm. I'd seen nothing, literally zero on it. And the scene where it's revealed, you know, they do the, the Terminators arrive and it's in that shopping center, isn't it? Down the yeah, back. Right. And he grabs John Connor and then turns around to protect him. And I turned to my other half and went, what the is going on? <laughs> I assumed it was almost a remake of the, the first one. I didn't know anything about the switch. 
Oh, I the... really envy you. You know, I really and envy you because that would have been a, a jaw-dropping moment. It was it? utterly jaw-dropping, and it, I think between this, the Matrix, knowing a little bit but not a lot, and then seeing the effects in it and and T two, they they were the the two times I've been mm. so caught out in the cinema, and you come away going, "Oh my!" <laughs> Didn't <laughs> see that coming at all. But uh, I, no, there was a lot of publicity, wasn't there? And there was a lot of. Um, I think it also it was one of the first films to come out on Blu-ray when Blu-ray started to really come into the fore because of the special effects. Yes, yes. And everybody was going mad buying it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it um, um, from an Just, effects point of view. Um, yeah. And, and I can remember, thank you, Alan, 19 years ago, just <laughs> just... I, I was working at the Canterbury Cinema then, and I I, I, I I would time sequences and go in and just watch them over and over again. Yeah. And um, and it would be the bullet time sequences, the 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 opening with Trinity, um, yeah. the uh, sequence we're going to talk about uh, tonight, the whole thing from when the, the start of the rescue when they go into the lobby and that well, right the yes, way up exactly. until yeah. the, the helicopter thing, um, you know. All that and the end, and I, 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 thinking back all those years, I, I, I was amazed by it, and and just want watched it over and over again from a technical mm. point of view. Okay, yeah. yeah, and and I can remember being fascinated by it, but it's one of these films that, yes, I was back then, and I bought it when it first came out on DVD, and I've still got that DVD. I, I, I never upgraded it to Blu-ray, but I've still right. got the, the DVD, and it's one of those, do you remember, the the card boxes with the black plastic That's stri- right. yeah, strip yeah. down it the was, side that it? snapped yeah. open and snapped closed? The cheap, so, nasty ones, yeah. Yeah, they were cheap and nasty, and I haven't watched it for such a long time, and, and it was funny, when you suggested us doing this sequence, only like a couple of weeks before I'd watched it with our eldest, and um, sat down with him and, you know, we watched the film and it's like, this is going to be interesting. And I did think maybe we'll do something um, for effectively <laughs> speaking on this. And I hadn't seen it for a very, very long time. And it's really weird watching it now. I, I, I don't know what you think, but I still think that beginning is is excellent. The Trinity bit is excellent. Yeah. But yeah. watching it now, I, I, I was struck by how slow some of the action scenes played out. That whole lobby scene, you know, it's fine when the propeller head music starts up and everything, but it just seemed to go on and on. And I don't remember it going on and on and on, you know, but this time watching it, it's like, mm, it's dragging just, a bit in places. Yeah. Do you think films have become a bit faster paced? I don't know. I'd have to watch it with something that was sort of contemporary with it at the time. Um, I mean, as you say, that scene in the lobby is still... Well, you know, it's uh, it's still quite a breathtaking scene with them bouncing off the walls and taking out everybody and sundry dropping the guns, spinning up in the air. <laughs> and just the way the whole thing is just destroyed completely by the end of it. And I they think... just press press the lift button and it all collapses behind them, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it, part, uh, p- partly my reaction to it now is 
I'm almost, thank you again, Alan, I'm almost 20 years older, and, <laughs> you know, and when I'm watching that bit, that whole shootout, you know, with the guns and everything, the, yeah. the thing I'm thinking is, that's a ridiculous amount of bullets being used, you know, I mean, Trinity shoots oh, one total, man, yeah. one total man who, who who calls for backup, she she must empty a, pretty much a whole clip <laughs> into the <laughs> one, he's not even an agent, he's just one of these guys, Yeah. Um, and you know what i thought was amazing you know um you know having the people running along the walls and spinning in slow motion when you watch that then it's like oh this is brilliant this is amazing but i i'm thinking it's not a big deal now because of course you know 1999 we're on the beginning of cgi but now you know in the later matrix films yeah, yeah, I mean, here, I mean, we'll be talking about it, but, you know, these special effects, the, the, these stunts that they're doing when Trinity runs sideways along a wall, they actually did have Carrie Moss up on a wire on doing a wire. that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then they augmented it with CGI to put her into the picture. That's fine, but the, the Matrix films that came after this is when CGI had developed enough that they go, oh, we'll have a fully CGI person. And That's those right, films... Yeah. And it's not... It's just not the same, is it? I mean, it's um, there's the scene where he's fighting all the Agent Smiths. That's I mean, probably the one you're thinking about the most. Yes, uh, yeah. And it's mm. just, oh, it's too early in CGI for a fully animated person, I think. It's, mm. It just doesn't doesn't cut it. It always reminds me of they, the scene in the Bond movie where he's water skiing, surfing, whatever it was behind <laughs> when the iceberg. And they've actually gone back to that. I saw it. Oh, fairly recently they were talking about it on something literally no idea what it was and apparently the newer versions they're releasing they've put a bit of fog over the top of it to try and hide it a bit because <laughs> even they've recognized that it's so awful see that's not um, good that's not it's good. not good no they probably but... finished it and put it out and thought that's a good job lads um and then you see it on the big screen it's like, and oh you think my God. Yeah, oh it's close but it's um it's not quite there. Yeah, but even uh, when the CGI is there and you have perfectly acceptable CGI, I think the problem there is now is, you know, it's not just the Matrix films. It was after that when the CGI got better and everything. You, you have films like like in the Lord of the Rings films, like in the now the, the Marvel superhero films. Yeah. Because you're using CGI characters, the characters are doing patently impossible feats, you know, and you see that so many times now, you know, and you... It's reached a point now where you kind of go, yeah. So what? Um, so what made this one? Yeah, 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 exactly. What made this special in 1999 looks quite tame now compared to what Captain America yeah. or Black Panther is doing on the screen now. Yeah, absolutely. Things like um, sort of the newer Mission Impossible films, mm. although supposedly Tom Cruise does a lot of those stunts himself, so. Maybe that's not a, not such a great example, but there's there's so much action merged with CGI that it we're, we're saturated with it. All every blockbuster has it, doesn't it now? Yeah, and what you were saying earlier, everything is cut faster now. So you know, you look back at it's this, and, and it looks a bit slow. You know, mm. Mm. yeah. Okay. All, all right. Okay. Well, let's pause for a clip, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Okay.
really human. Dodge this. So our sequence, it starts with them up on the roof and they're trying to nick the helicopter. Um, yeah. An agent appears and Neo tries shooting him, but he dodges them easily. Uh, the agent yeah. does, doesn't he? In this, we get uh, those little sort of repeat figures, don't we? Where he's dodging out of the way so fast, he's just in six places at once. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, the the Matrix is a comic book brought to life, and these are basically speed totally. lines, if you if you like, aren't they? Exactly, it's straight out of a, a cartoon panel, isn't it? Where mm. you have multiple visions of the same person. Yeah, absolutely. There are some there are. some. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, what you're saying there, comic book panel, there are some shots that we're going to be talking about in a minute, which could be taken from a comic book very, very easily. Yeah. Um, I'd say rather than comic book, let's say manga or anime. Oh, I think very it's much, much so. <laughs> so much closer to that. Yeah. I like here where, where Neo uh, says the whole Trinity help because he isn't that obnoxious superhero that he uh, becomes in the later Matrix films. Yeah. Here, he's Absolutely. a guy who's clearly out of his depth, and he doesn't know the extent of his powers, and he doesn't know what to do. And for our hero to go, Trinity help, I think is uh, really rather yeah. good. And also, he's just come, if I remember rightly, from the Oracle, who has yes. told him he's not the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he's he's very much in an uncertain place at the moment. Mm, mm. So he's shot at by the agent, and here we go. This is the bullet time sequence uh, for this uh, segment of the film, and uh, the bullet time sequence for us. Um, as the bullets are fired at him, and he bends backwards in slow motion as the bullets start travelling towards him, um, creating, I guess, uh, they're breaking the sound barrier or something, aren't they? Yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're creating I, waves of air pressure as they're going uh, towards him, which looks fantastic. That still looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. It really does. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it holds up. I mean, you know, I mean, as I say, bullet time, we'll talk about how bullet time's achieved in a minute, but it's being helped by CGI, and we're not at that point where you go, that's not real, you know. Um, it does look very, very good. Um, yeah. And he bends Definitely. right back and sort of holds himself there. Um, <laughs> and he's in that. Looking at it now, I didn't have a problem with it. Looking at it now, I'm, I'm thinking, right, he's there. Okay, the, everything's slowed down right now. But he must be in there, in that pose, for enough time for that agent just to have lost, lowered his gun a little bit more. <laughs> so he doesn't just nick him in the arm, but gets him in the groin or something. Absolutely, yeah. No, he, he yeah. Well, he's an action hero manga yeah so um let's let's put a little bit of uh unrealism on that i thing, know yeah, i know i mean i mean it's me, yeah. it's me nitpicking it's, and, uh, and i'll tell you what doing this podcast has turned me into an even bigger nitpicker because no. when you're watching a segment yeah oh yes when you're watching a segment very very close and on repeat over and over again while frantically yeah. uh scrabbling notes no, that's so. not the way the film is meant to be watched is it no. <laughs> not really this is a one minute segment if i uh, if i've looked at it correctly so in a most one minute segment and you've probably it, watched it 20 times <laughs> it's this is th th this makes a change i mean last night i did um 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 last week's episode uh where kelly and i we talked about the special effects for a whole film so this is yeah. quite nice to go from <laughs> discussing a whole film down to about a minute as you say yeah. um so neo's nicked he, he gets shot in the arm and he loses focus 
Um, yeah, he loses whatever concentration it is that's holding him up, and he's flat on his back, isn't he? On yeah, the, uh, yeah, and we're back in real time, and yeah. the agent comes across, and we get the only human line from him, um, and then this gun comes into frame up against his temple and we get dodge this from trinity and here we are here we have an anime shot here we have a comic book panel that is a brilliant shot where yeah. um uh, where, where mm -hmm. they put a lens on the camera and you know her gun looks like it's about 20 feet long and yeah she, <laughs> and she's standing there she looks I'd fantastic never... holding that gun yeah no uh, carrie ann moss was brilliant absolutely brilliant in this film um far better than keanu reeves mm. my opinion but um she she was just the the lead character for me i think in it even though she wasn't the one she is brilliant I, I, she I, I love her in this good. film I'm, i mean i i don't know you know i'm, I'm not a big film goer um anymore um and i don't know you know her, her, her uh, career right now but she was brilliant in this she was brilliant yeah. in memento as well um, yeah terrific yeah. actress terrific Don't know about that yeah yeah she was in that and there was some um, sci-fi one like journey to mars or something she oh, was in she that. did one of the Mars films, didn't she? Did she did one of the Mars ones, yeah. And she yeah. was okay in that, but I, I don't know. I haven't really seen her in anything recently, I don't think. She is so cool. Trinity is, yeah. uh, is so cool in this, you know. Oh, yes. Right, so, um, <coughs> yeah, she, she. we get this dodge this from Trinity, and she fires the gun, and again, here we go, an anime moment, a comic book moment. The agent falls back in slow motion while she's holding her gun. That is a brilliantly framed shot. It's, yeah. it's terrific. That should be a poster. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it probably would, in the old Athena days, that would have been a Mm. You could have, you could have gone in and got that, I reckon. Yeah, give me that poster over some student, some student tennis player scratching her bum. Yeah, yeah. any any yeah. time. All right, so that's almost it. Our, our sequence it is, is almost genuine. over yeah, because uh, we get to the how did you do that? You move like one of them from Trinity, yeah. and uh, he says, "Oh, not I'm not not fast not enough. fast enough." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go on to the whole helicopter. Uh, sequence but uh, we're not talking about that we're just talking about bullet time today yeah um so behind the scenes do you know how they did it have you been doing research for this yeah well this is actually one of the things that interests me because photography is something i'm sort of quite into and what they they set up um and i found out about this quite early on in sort of having seen the film is they would have a cine camera at one end and then a bunch of Canon EOS cameras, and then a cine camera at the other end of it, mm -hmm. with a computer that would fire all these Canon cameras, taking one frame each. So if you imagine a, a piece of film um, going through, it would go through the, the cine camera, and then it was as if each frame from the still cameras then was next, and then the city camera at the end of it. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense at all. Yes, I think it does. Uh, hopefully yes. people can follow what I'm on about. Um, and then what they could do is put those, those stills cameras in whatever sequence they wanted. Mm. So they could have it in this particular shot. It swoops around him. They, in the fight sequence, a bit later on in the, um, the underground station, again, it sort of swoops, I think, right round them so you get mm. this like 360 effect yeah um and then what they were doing that, that they would be cutting from the scene on the roof into the scene in the green screen 
So that was all green screen and then back mm-hmm. again to the yeah. to the roof sequence. So it's a really interesting and actually when you think about it, actually fairly obvious in some ways that instead of taking, you know, a frame out of the cine camera, you're taking 400 or however many cameras they had set up, individual ones and splicing it together. Yeah. So because, it's, it's a because, very interesting yeah. concept. Yeah, because cinema film, when it was film, uh, ran at 24 frames a second. So yeah. whether whether you're using an actual film camera, you know, to film a scene at 24 mm. frames a second or get 24 still images, still images. fractionally course, different, yeah. you've still got they, the same thing. Yeah, and of course they weren't shooting at 24, they were probably shooting at 240. Mm. So they could slow it down by 10 times and keep their um, resolution on it. Yeah. So that you, you could speed it at whatever rate you wanted, or you could freeze the action completely. Mm. So if you took all those pictures simultaneously, you could feed it through and completely freeze the action and spin it around and then let the action go again. So I think yeah. they use various versions where the action is, is allowed to run as the cameras pan, and sometimes they freeze it. I think the the very next scene where Morpheus is jump, about to jump out the window, I think they freeze it on mm. that one. So yeah. the camera pans around his leg. Um, I haven't watched further on than the scene we're talking about today. But um, it's a yeah, very, very it's as he runs for the window that the camera That's goes right. around him and then it freezes as he goes through the window, doesn't it? That's right, yeah, yeah. So so it's, it's very actually very versatile kind of system. And very interesting the way they they've done it and i say it's not sort of unobvious um mm. you think you think well actually yeah anybody could set that up well if you had the software to fire each camera in the right mm. sequence but the the actual expense of it is just how many cameras you you want to put into to place so it's it's really clever uh, that's one of the things i really like about it is just the the cleverness of it yeah and what what i like about it is we're on the, as I say, we're on the turn into uh, computer-generated. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah. now with, with CGI, you could do this. You could do that, no problem. Um, yeah, but you'd then, take the actor out completely. Yeah, or you um, would make a CGI him because, you know, yeah. in this sequence, you know, the camera is turning around Neo as he bends backwards. He's in slow motion, but the camera's not. Now you could yeah. do that very easily with a CGI figure. You could do that. But back yeah. then, when they were making this in 98, 99, you had to have a practical way of doing it, and that's what they did. What I love even more is that this, even though you know this was um, you know, being touted at the time as a groundbreaking technique, um, its origins actually predate cinema. Did you know that? No, no. Yeah, it actually predates cinema film this technique nice. okay it, it all goes back to the ancestor of the movie camera goes back to the 19th century experiments of a guy by the name of edward mybridge okay now nice. he, what he did is pretty much exactly what you've just been describing there he filmed a galloping horse okay and what he did mm. he lined up along the side of a racetrack a series of cameras Okay. Right, right, okay, yeah, each, yeah. Each camera, uh, the shutter was attached to a, a, a string which went across the track, okay? They let the horse run, and as the horse came along, 
he he his legs hit the wires which activated the shutter, shutter and he got and then, a, a sequence yeah. of images of the horse running and the reason he did it was all to settle a bet okay oh is this the number of feet off the ground at once that's the one it, it's to, oh. to settle a bet as to when a horse is running is there at any point a time when all feet four feet are off the ground yeah that's why this <laughs> this experiment was done was to settle a bet okay and it's always thinking, nice when things are like that yeah <laughs> and 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 they, they they think that this uh process it was called a can i say it a zoopraxy scope okay yeah um, might have been an inspiration for thomas edison to start looking into the idea of motion pictures uh, okay yeah so so yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah. I think that was 1874 i'm thinking that was uh when that was done but after that happened there are predecessors to what we now call bullet time by the way bullet time is a copyright copyrighted term by warner brothers okay okay we better not uh, use that word <laughs> or put a tm every time we say it, we say <laughs> tm straight afterwards um and it it says that the first widely noticed predecessor of this bullet time tm um were some diving sequences for a documentary um of the olympic games in 1936 where they Gosh, were experimenting really? yes yeah um and a debt may also be uh, uh, for this thing with with the uh, bullets firing in slow motion might be owed to an mit professor called uh, dr edgerton who in the 1940s he captured now iconic I, I, they say iconic i've never seen them but that don't mean nothing <laughs> um now iconic photos of bullets um um being fired um they were being fired and he was strobing xenon bulbs you know so you'd get a yeah, flash yeah. image yeah. And, and like that mm. you see um the first application of bullet time tm uh was depicted in a scene from a 1962 movie called zots okay where a, a professor he uses a magical amulet and shouts the word zots to slow down a speeding bullet okay and all right so that's there 1962 with all these listings that. here he, that, he, that's too far back even for me all right all these <laughs> listings you know it diminishes the idea of groundbreaking a little bit of does, time doesn't it, doesn't it? right mm. and what you were saying earlier about anime and manga um bullet time as a concept was frequently developed in cell animation and one of the earliest examples is a shot at the end of the title sequence for the 1966 anime speed racer as speed leaps from the mac 5 he freezes in mid jump and the camera does an arc shot from the front to sideways so very similar to what we see with neo yeah. here where this camera yeah. starts going around him as he's frozen in time 1966 in Japan, in Speed Racer, that's in the opening titles. You know, so. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I suppose in, in in technical terms, this is probably the first time they've employed this methodology in modern time is probably what we're well, no, saying. If we, com combined if we it with the CGI. Yeah, well, I don't know, because just before this, I mean, they, they were filming this in like 98, 99. You know, just before this... Um, uh, music video director Michael Gondry had done uh, Bjork's uh, Human Behaviour uh, video, and yeah. and that does have a sequence where the camera goes round 
fast on something that's you know moving slow right and right. there was a 1996 smirnoff advert that he did um where the effect was used to depict slow motion bullets being dodged so mm. two years before right. you had someone dodging bullets using yeah. bullet time tm okay yeah is it the same group of people who then worked on no 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 the, the matrix different. version of the yeah. effect uh was created by a guy by the name of john gator uh, who was working with Manix Visual Effects. And right. as you say, yeah, you, you you had all these lineups of cameras in setting patterns mm. and then either shot simultaneously or sequentially um, uh, to get the desired effect. And John said at the time, and here we go, um, for artistic inspiration for Bullet Time, I would credit Otomo Kachiro, who co-wrote and directed Akira, which definitely blew me along away, mm. along with director Michael Gondry. His music videos experiment, experimented with a different type of technique called view morphing, and it was just part of the beginning of uncovering the creative approaches towards using still cameras for special effects. Our yeah. technique was significantly different because we built it to move around objects that, that they were themselves in motion, and we were also able to create slow motion events that virtual cameras could move around rather than the static action in Gondre's music videos with limited camera moves. So there yeah. you go. There is an acknowledgement yeah. to anime and Michael Gondre. So, yeah, basically, John Gator, he, he was building on the achievements that have been before, going before. back yeah. to Victorian times. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Um, what else have I got in the way of uh, behind the scenes? Did you know this? I didn't know this, but uh, um, all the scenes in the film are colour coded. Did you know that? Ah, uh, no, I think I have read. I've long since forgotten about this. They, there is. Um, are you talking about the green? Yes. The green. Yeah. So when they're in the Matrix, everything's got a green tinge to it, hasn't it? Yeah. And in the real world, it's got a blue tint. Blue tinge, yeah. And the only yeah. other colour that's in the film is a yellow tint. And that's the training fight between Morpheus and Neo because it's neither in the real world nor the Matrix. Yeah. That's tinted yellow, which I think yeah. is really nifty. I like that. Yeah, it gives you a hint as to where you are, I suppose. But, well, I suppose it's fairly obvious where you are. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it helps bring that story along, doesn't it? It certainly does. Uh, a couple of other little facts. Uh, the visual effects comprise roughly 20% of the film. Yeah, so it's very heavy, isn't it? On the um... very much so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ewan McGregor turned down the role of Neo as he was filming Phantom Menace at the time. Oh, and so did Will Smith. I'd got jotted down. Ah. And apparently, Sean Connery turned down the role of Morpheus. Oh, really? There you go. That would yeah. be a different film. Will Smith and uh, Will Sean Smith Connery. and Sean Connery. That would not be the same, would it? Not it in the would slightest. Not. It, but <laughs> Phantom Menace. There, both movies would compete against one another for best visual effects at the Oscars mm. the next year, and The Matrix won. Yeah, I think it is certainly, you know, you put those two films up against each other, this is the one that breaks the barriers. I think mm. it's, it's it will remain as a special effects. Uh, I was going to say tour de force, but maybe not quite that far, but it's certainly, you know, one of the better CGI real um, actor combos and as you say, we're not going to see this sort of thing again. It's now all CGI, isn't it? You know, I want the actors to do this. Yeah, fine. Put them in a box, scan them, yeah. job done. 
and, um, and create them. Yes, and yeah. create in a computer. Then we can do what we want. These guys didn't have that. Not for this version, and they shouldn't have had it for the <laughs> two reloaded. and three. Two and three. We, uh, yeah. Um, and honest oh. to God, I wish this had been a standalone film. It should have. It should have just stopped there, shouldn't it? it should have know? just stopped. But the thing is, it was it was too good, wasn't it? Yeah, when and it had, made money. And in Hollywood, anything money. makes money. Right, yeah. we'll have another one of them. What did everybody yeah. like? Everybody liked the fight between um, Neo and Agent Smith. Let's have another fight, but let's have loads of Agent Smiths. It's typical yeah. Hollywood mentality. It's the same as uh, Jurassic Park. What did everybody like? The T-Rex. All right, let's have two T-Rexes in the second one. Yeah. You know, it's just, or a bigger oh. one. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, now a bigger just, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. The thing I wish they'd done is um, this film and the... The Animatrix, which yes. I don't know if you've ever seen. Yeah, the, right. yeah. Very, Again, I haven't I, seen that for a very long time. Very long time, but that was um, that was brilliant. The and little it was, stories. It was, it was showing its anime uh, uh, absolutely origins. Yeah. Totally there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Some of those are beautiful um, mm. little sequences. Yeah. Mm. All right. So you know everything that we've just said. There, we've now got to uh, give a rating for it. So, what do you reckon? <laughs> Um, it's, I'm good. I always say this is tricky. I think I've said that on every single time we've done this. This is tricky. Um, I'm going to go for eight and a half. I think it's something we won't see again. I really like the combination of the real actor being in the scene and doing the wire work or whatever it is. And the CGI combination, it's fairly slick. They've kept the CGI to background, not the individual's. And for me, it works really well, and I think it will remain a classic film mm. for that reason. Uh, well, I'm, I'm echoing you on all of that, um, but I'm not as generous. I, I've got oh, I'm, here. I'm so eight. much more generous. To, oh, well, half yes. a point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it becomes 8.25. Um, yeah, okay. I think that's that sounds to me good. It does, I won't it? argue with you half a point there. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time uh, today, Alan. Thanks, Eric. That was probably the longest podcast for a 45 seconds segment. <laughs> we, I don't know what this is going to come out as. My <laughs> clock is saying we've been um, been talking for 34 minutes. It's going to be one of the uh, uh, smaller ones. I'm going to have to think about what I'm going to do after this one to, you know, become an epic to try and like balance it. You know. All right. Well, we'll thank you very much, Alan. Star Wars from episode one to. Han Solo. There you go. We'll do no, that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. Thank you very much for today, and we'll Thanks, have Eric. you back soon, okay? Take care. Bye. Cheers, matey. Bye-bye.